the main ingredient in creating a bully is they want to have power over someone else. So they will feel empowered. Enchanted Sky Media. From the cool pines of Prescott, Arizona, this is Bullying Life and Stuff, the podcast where Rhonda Orr answers your questions about life's problems. Rhonda is an award-winning executive trainer, traveling and speaking on diverse topics, from business management to fear. Arizona's top radio host, Dave Fone, has called her Arizona's leading expert on bullying. She's been a life coach for over 30 years and has founded two nonprofits addressing abuse. Rhonda's writing partner is Dr. Sherry L. McDonald. She's a licensed marriage and family therapist and crime victim specialist working in Westlake Village, California. Now, here's Rhonda. Welcome back. If your child is a bully, you may not know that unless or until someone tells you. If you're told that your kid is bullying others, you might be tempted to fall back on the parent's favorite defensive phrase. Not my kid, but if he or she really is a bully, you ought to know that there are certain things that you can do to change that. This week, one surprised mom wrote to us asking what to do about her daughter's bullying behavior. We titled this column, Bullies Need Help Too. Here's the letter. Dear Rhonda and Dr. Sherry, my nine-year-old daughter was always shy, but I've put her into activities. The principal just told me she's in a group of bullies. You could have hit me over the head with a baseball bat, and I still wouldn't have believed it. I've been divorced from a very abusive husband and father. We were scared of him, but he moved across the country and she never sees him. I got my daughter into a great charter school, but she doesn't listen and gets angry often. I talked with her about being a bully and why bullying hurts. She tried to make excuses and blame her father. She didn't seem to care. Signed, Sad Single Mom. Really, we can't just label kids bullies. Most often, a child becomes a bully because they have been bullied, either by other kids or by their family members or even by a teacher or another adult. There are so many ways to become a bully victim, meaning they were a victim first and then they decided to go after control and be the bully because they don't know any other way to become. Bullying and abuse are the same. The descriptors are the same. The main ingredient in creating a bully is they want to have power over someone else. So they will feel empowered and they won't feel like a victim. Most likely the first thing that a child will say is, but so-and-so bullied me first, or she did this or she did that, and so on and so on. They will use that as their defense. But I want to tell you a story about a girl who 
came to one of my civility leadership academies. And this young girl was in middle school. Her parents brought her to me. They were very helicopter type parents, like I used to be, but don't tell my son. The problem was they didn't know how to approach her. They were worried that they would deflate her self-esteem or that she would become angry or cause more bullying. So she came to see me thinking that she was just learning how to be a better leader. Well, she herself came to me personally, and I tutored her throughout eighth grade. And then she came to an all-day seminar with other kids. And she realized through some of the activities that she was a bully. Now, she realized this on her own. And I kept telling her what constitutes a bully. And she told me, and she even gave our graduation speech. And she said, I thought I was just being a good leader by telling everyone what to do, thinking I was being a strong leader. But I realized I was forcing them to do everything my way. And if they didn't, I would bully them until they did. She recognized it in her self. Now, if that doesn't happen, and I would give her some time to start seeing some of the things, or if you don't have that time, if the school is saying she's a bully, if the teacher is saying she's a bully, you have to say, you must be doing something, even if you're a bully victim, that is causing you to treat others with power over them. That's the main thing. You're asserting yourself aggressively and trying to inflict your power over them. We have tons of empathy for these bullies. And like I said, they've probably been abused. But some people don't really understand even still what bullying really is. Now, it's really great, mom, that you gave your child ownership and accountability of her problem and that you're, you're still willing to work through her traumas, but you're also facing trauma too. So we really suggest highly that both of you go through some type of counseling or therapy. You don't have to spend a lot of money. Now, if you would like to go through therapy because the divorce might have caused and triggered some of these traumas to be taken to a, a different extreme. Being an, an example of a value-centered person is the very best thing that you can do for your daughter. I don't know if you've heard of the author of this highly publicized book, All I Really Need to Know I Learned in Kindergarten. I love this book. It's by Robert Fulgham. He said, don't worry that your children never listen to you. Worry that they are always watching you. That is so imperative right now because everywhere I go, especially restaurants, I see the parents. They won't put their own phones down. It's just so ludicrous. And the other factor 
that is causing bullying today. And the majority of bullying today is cyberbullying through social media. Texting is the most obvious one. Keep in mind that bullying's been going on for a long time, but ever since social media came about with the commonality of cell phones and cell phones being allowed into schools, which is a whole other topic, but let me just say here, don't let your child go to school with a phone, especially if she's labeled a bully. He, she is labeled a bully. That's where they do the majority of their bullying. Over 80% of bullying is done at school. 10% is done at night. That leaves only 10% at different times. Your example, as always, is the most important factor in your child's life. Do the same thing that you're going to do with your child. Give an allotted amount of time, 30 minutes. Ask to see right after that. And if they're erasing messages, you can easily find that out. Just get the text message copy from your phone company. You can see exactly what's being said to her and what she is saying to others. That way you can utilize that in counseling so she can recognize what constitutes being a bully. Oftentimes, parents, they just aren't aware of their children's unacceptable behavior because kids act differently at home than they do at school. I was more of a victim at school, but I didn't want my family because I was often their victim too. I came home and I wanted them to see me as the most confident person, even though I had little self-esteem and self-worth. If you're not really aware and, and you're talking about being hit over the head, you, you would have never believed that your child was using this kind of unacceptable behavior because they act differently at home. I want you to think about what is bullying. So I can't emphasize this enough. Number one, bullying is abuse in that it's a desire to have power over others. Number two, it's deliberate and it's intended to harm someone. That's how they make you a victim. Okay, that's number two. It's deliberate and it's intended to harm. Number three, it's repeated over time. They keep doing this, especially to the victim that has not yet learned that they can say to themselves, I will not be a victim anymore. I didn't choose because victims never choose to become a victim, but I can choose not to stay one. Bullies and abusers choose to make someone a victim. How? They choose people who are perceived as being vulnerable. No self-esteem. They don't stand up tall. They don't have eye contact. They don't speak clearly. They don't show that they feel good about themselves. That is the hardest thing. When I go into a juvenile detention school, I see all the kids that have their heads down, no eye contact. 
They never answer anything. They usually hold one arm. Even when they're sitting down, they are slumped over. There's no such thing as posture. So here's some bullying facts. At least one in four children are bullied at school. Fact number two, approximately 30% of students admit to bullying others. That also shows that they want help. They really don't want to be viewed as the bully, not forever, especially when they to attract boys or the opposite, especially because they're trying to attract boys. They will be aggressive. And number three, 70% of students and staff witness bullying daily. I saw this on the news. Two teachers, one who even turned and tried to look back to see how this little boy was being beat up and walked on. It is just unfathomable to me. Number four, bullying has surpassed kidnapping as parents' number one worry for their children. People have just recently come up to me because school is starting again, and they've said, what do I do? Because it starts in preschool. Don't kid yourself. And number six, 160,000 students across the nation miss school daily because of it. This is still the truth. Bullying is the new norm. It has increased, not decreased. Something that you might want to ask and go ahead and take the column off my website because these questions are here. Number one, does she understand empathy? What that word means? Does she want it? Does she give it? Number two, does she need to be in control? What does that look like? Number three, are her social skills and values developed? Definitely that's something you as the mom can work on with her. What is a value? Integrity, honesty, generosity of spirit, kindness, caring. Number four, is she attacking others because she's expecting to be attacked? So let's say she was bullied or abused by her father. She's anticipating that other kids are going to attack her for whatever reason. Maybe she's smaller. Whatever it might be, it can be so minor. Her hairstyle might be different. So she attacks first. That's how most bullies operate. Number five, is she intentionally excluding people? Ostracizing. A lot of parents don't see this as bullying, but it's the worst form. It is the most difficult to overcome. Not being included is humiliating. It's saying, you definitely aren't worth sitting at my table, coming to my birthday party, going to the movie with me and my friends. It is a group thing to be humiliated by not talking to someone and being non-inclusive. Next. Is she concerned with being popular? I was. Now, I didn't become a bully because of that, but I was desperate. The fact that I even made 
the cheerleading squads because I was such a people pleaser and so desperate to be liked. We moved all the time. People didn't like me just because of that. It was amazing that people just abuse other people because they are slightly different or they are new. And that means different. Okay. The last one, is she displaying disrespect for others who are different? She might feel that she's a little bit different, so she's jumping on board, anticipating that she needs to be disrespectful to others first, who are maybe a little bit different, cause attention to those differences, and then get her little group. Bullies always have a group. They don't operate by their own self. Victims are almost always alone because no one wants to be a victim with another victim. These questions may help her learn about her self-worth and the worth of others. Just by helping her to see, maybe role play, examples of things that she may have said or that the school has talked about with her, your daughter's trauma can obviously be helped with the following methodologies. Number one, cognitive therapy. That means thinking out loud, talking about your feelings, your thoughts, your desires, the reasons you do certain behaviors. It's all about getting out, purging yourself of things that are harmful, that hurt you, and even if you're the bully, why you want to bully others. And it's usually revenge. Revenge is the top factor that causes bullies to become a bully. Number two, tapping. Now, tapping is something I've learned to do for PTSD. And it was developed by Dr. Robert Callahan. And what that does is it sends signals to the brain by stimulating meridian points to diminish trauma. This is actually working with chakras. Now, you might not think that that's a real thing, but it has been proven to actually be certain signals that go to your brain that if you tap on them in a repeated manner, it helps you to start relaxing. It's why some kids... Their nervous energy is in shaking their leg or tapping their foot or whatever those energy, anxiety displays of action are. Tapping can really help. You can find it on the internet anywhere. Okay, EMDR, eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. It is a non-traditional psychotherapy, but it is very, very effective as a post-traumatic stress disorder treatment because your body retains memories. Even though your mind and heart have purged them, your body is still saying, what do I do with all these memories? Because they're still inside of me and there's no place for them to go unless you do some technique. And EMDR works. In fact, my husband who deals with the fire service as a journalist and I went to a seminar by someone who was attacked by someone on the streets 
and it almost ruined his life because of PTSD. And within six weeks, his body, anxiety, and memories were desensitized. And not a problem. Saved his marriage. That's what he said. And the last technique is spiritual development. Dr. Sherry and I, we happen to be Christians, but whatever your spiritual development is, it needs to be worked on. There's truth in the fact that if you don't believe there's a power higher than you, you won't respect anyone with authority and you will always feel it's up to you. You have the power, which is not true for anyone. Mom, you can definitely help her define herself with dignity. And since she might be a bully victim, this podcast is not only for bullies. It can help anyone who's been a victim of bullying. That's all I have to say about this show this time. If you have a problem and you'd like me and Dr. Sherry to give you our opinion, just head over to our website. It's bullyinglifeandstuff.com. You can send me an email there. You can also listen to my past podcasts, over 130 of them. Yay! We've covered a lot of topics, but we're always happy to take on more, and there are many more. I'm Rhonda Orr. Until next time, let's build civility for a new generation. Bullying, Life, and Stuff is a production of Enchanted Sky Media. If you want to connect with Rhonda, go to our website, bullyinglifeandstuff.com. And if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, you should. That way you'll never miss an episode.